What's good, my peoples? Today's episode is sponsored by Coco Vita Coquito. Do you love delicious drinks that are made with all natural ingredients? Then you're gonna wanna try Coco Vita Coquito, the Puerto Rican version of eggnog that tastes even better. This delicious drink is made with fresh ground cinnamon, pure vanilla, and coconut, and it's perfect for any occasion. Whether you're having a party with friends or just want to relax at home, Coco Vita Coquito will give you that holiday feeling all year round. And the best part, you can get your hands on a bottle right now by going to CocoVitaCoquito.com. That's C-O-C-O-V-I-D-A-C-O-Q-U-I-T-O.com. And by entering the promo code KBGB to receive 10% off your next purchase. So what you're waiting for? Head over to Coco Vita Coquito's Instagram page and give them a follow to stay up to date on all the latest deals and events. And don't forget to order your bottle today to taste the richness and love of Puerto Rico in every sip. the No Better Grow Better show. This is your favorite host, Miss Resource, a.k.a. Jamila. And as always, I'm with my favorite host, Mr. Coquito, a.k.a. Sean. What's good, everybody? How you doing out there? What up, world? <laughs> so, how have your week been? Week's been good. Week's been good. Um, ooh, got some exciting news. Mm-hmm. Uh... So this week we are for the Coco Vita Coquito business. Mm-hmm. I am in the final stages for the trademark. So I'm in the final stages. It's been like a year, year and a half now. A little bit of put. I know a little bit of pushback and everything like that. But I thought it was gonna take like six to nine months, maybe a year. But it's been a crazy because this is uh, the things I need. Like, these are one of the main things I needed in order to start trying to bring it to market. Not try, going to bring it to market. Speaking to existence. Yeah, speaking to existence. So just been waiting for this. So now I don't even know what the stage is called. But for those who it's don't know about there. trademarks. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> for those who don't know about trademarks, like, it goes through a whole process. And with the trademark, I'm at that stage where they put it out there in the world. And if nobody, like, says, oh, that's mine or close to mine or rebuttal it, then they finally give it to me for final use. I can use it now, but um, the officiants on the back end wants to make sure I completely have 100% ownership and no pushback. Because once you, like, print... 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 uh, labels. <laughs> and then like, they're like, uh, yeah, that's mine. Or I have to change the color or something. Then I'm screwed off. And then I have to mm-hmm. take it down from the shelves of the stores and stuff. And that's an ugly, pricey process from what I heard. So almost official tissue? Almost official <laughs> tissue. So ho- hopefully, well, nobody, not hopefully, nobody's going to refuse it in that this is. trademark world. So I'm excited about that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's up with you? Anything exciting with you? <sighs> nothing crazy happened this week. Nothing that exciting. It was just like our two year anniversary. Ooh. Regular, regular, regular. <laughs> Feels like twenty years, but <laughs> well, we've known each other that much. But I know, right? So yeah, we had a good night. Went out to eat. Had a nice Italian restaurant because you know, in my past life, I thought I was Italian. So I love Italian food that much. So went to an Italian restaurant. Then went to, went to a comedy show at night. But we had an interesting time at the restaurant. That was definitely interesting. It made me think. It made me think. Tell the people what you was thinking about. So, uh, so at this restaurant, right? Um, let me see. I'm I'm not cheap. I'm uh, I watch my money, right? So there's an app out there. Maybe I'll put it in the notes so we could both get a percentage <laughs> off. I'll, I'll think about it. Put the it. code in. <laughs> yeah, I put the code in. But there's a there's an app out there that lets you basically try five star restaurants for a very inexpensive price. So, of course, mm-hmm. the Italian restaurant was a five-star Michelin-rated restaurant. I found the the coupon for it, so it's basically half price. That's so when we – all you have to do is make sure you make reservations and everything. So we go to the restaurant. We sat down. Um, it was literally, which we didn't know until after, it was the owner of the restaurant and then, like, two of his servers. Yeah. But we was, like, the only ones in there. It was, like, us and two mm-hmm. other tables. So not busy, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So when we first get greeted, mm-hmm. it was the regular server. So, of course, in the beginning of the meal, just like when you get your Groupons or anything, you got to say, hey, I have this Groupon. So I told him, and he was like, oh, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. So he goes in. Not knowing at the time, tells the owner that I have it. He said, okay, he scans it and everything. But then our server switched to the owner. But then the whole, like, and not in a negative way, but the whole energy, like, shifted. So I was asking, I was asking Jay. I was like, all right, I don't know if you noticed, but when we first sat down, we had the regular server. Mm Mm-hmm. And he came with the fire energy and everything like that. But then once really we showed the, the coupon, then um, the not knowing at the time, manager, owner. He's well, owner. he's the owner, right? It's the restaurant's named after him. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> owner comes serve us. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have, again, we didn't have bad service. But the service changed because of right. we had that. The other guy, he, you could t- looking at him with other people, he was really interactive. He came in, he checked on them, he choked a little bit. The server just asked for our food and ate everything at one time and left. Made sure the food came out and that was it. And that's it. That's it. They filled <laughs> out waters maybe once. <laughs> but overall, so then I guess my question was like, was they looking at us because we were the only people of color <laughs> in this Italian five-star Michelin-rated uh, restaurant? So was it like, oh, they was like, oh, they probably, and you know, I come from the restaurant background, so don't get me wrong, a lot of our people are cheap. But we tip. Right? But we still tip good we no matter tip. how the service <laughs> is, right? Because God will give back in ten mm-hmm. folds because we are givers and not, uh, and not uh, borrowers. So so I think that, I don't know, was it because we had the coupon? I don't know, because we was people of color? Like, the mix of the two? I don't know. I don't and know. he was 
when we came and he was sitting right at the table next to us and then when we sat down he moved who the owner was he yeah I didn't realize he that he moved all his stuff I thought that was interesting so I don't know I don't know if it was us was it oh because it's the, the, you have a coupon um my my server doesn't need to work that hard so I'll just take care of it like what could have could it have been not I really don't sure. know but guys I tipped them good I took I tipped them thirty percent of what the full Ooh, bill would have been, <laughs> what the full bill would have been, not what I actually paid. Mm. So I don't know, mm. I don't know. But he still got paid good. Like I said, the service wasn't bad, but we got different service. But the food was great overall, right? You know how I feel about Italian food. There you go. Love you got it. your pasta. Got your shrimp. Pasta, got my shrimp. And I got some got wine. Got some wine. And some chocolate. That's all I need in my life. And then what did you have for your snack? I mean dessert. Well, my snack was... <laughs> listen. My <laughs> snack was your tiramisu, and my dessert was my chocolate mousse. Wow. Mm. No, don't touch my tiramisu. Too late. My tiramisu was banging, guys. I'm a sucker for tiramisu and thrust leches. Wait. 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 Did y'all know that when you eat cake... You're supposed to eat it with coffee and dip it into the coffee, and it makes it so much better. And it's like, I don't even know how to <laughs> talk about how wait, amazing wait. that T- is. Tell them how did you discover this. So for my birthday, we went to some restaurant. I forgot what it was called. But when we had dessert, the guy who took us out bought coffee for his cake. And I'm like, I love coffee, but I don't know why I need coffee now. He was like, it's for the cake. And I was like, okay. He was like, you have to have it. And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. I love coffee, but okay, I'll get it anyway. Got it. And he t- took his spoonful of his cake and he dipped it into his coffee and ate it. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, my gosh. It was so moist. It was just like. So I know, oh. I know a new discovery every time so she every has time shake. Have, yeah, every time I have shake. Cake. I <laughs> I eat it with coffee now. It's just amazing. And I just had to share that. Okay, I'm done. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like the taste of coffee, but I don't really like drink coffee-ish. Ish. Right, you don't punish me now because I like coffee and you're worried. So. It's because, <laughs> it's because, you know what it is? Dunkin' don't have my Dunkin' Chino no more. I don't know for the Dunkin' uh, drinkers out there. They don't have the Dunkin' Chino, and I'm a little bit upset. That's what the half... Uh, what is it? Oh, half hot chocolate, half uh, coffee. But this is coming from the person who can't drink coffee because he goes crazy because he thinks he, his heart is about to jump out of his chest. So you can't have coffee. It's not so. my fault I have a caffeine lack of tolerance for it. It's such a disappointment. Well, well, you know what? I've learned, though. So one cup of coffee, I think, is what, like, 100 milligrams of caffeine so i can take it's up to it's just not enough caffeine no 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 but i can take up to 75 grams of coffee so the mix right is like half a cup of coffee and then half chocolate milk it's a great combination <laughs> <laughs> what it's a science oh my gosh okay so my little kid took me to <laughs> get coffee and chocolate milk <laughs> What? What are you saying? <laughs> it's like you're a little kid with it. I gotta get my coffee 
Where my, my hot chocolate? Oh, you say that I'm the little kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Even JC could take, take the quote. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell, I'm tell me, guys, are y'all coffee drinkers out there? How y'all like your coffee? Or you can't take caffeine? Or do you like hot chocolate like me? Or hot chocolate with the coffee combination? <sighs> well, what is an actual Dunkin' Chino called, though? A Dunkin' Chino. No, but what is like? What is the actual name for the half chocolate and half uh, coffee? Half chocolate, half coffee. But there's an <laughs> actual name for it. Hopefully, yeah, I know the name because I don't know the name. I've heard different names for it, so I don't want to say it now and then technically be wrong in somebody's eyes. I'm supposed to be. Hi, audience. For those listeners or watchers on social media, YouTube, please let us know what is it called in the comments. So you can stop asking everybody. Okay. Yep, I can Google it. <sighs> but I don't got my phone, so no Google. So, on another note. Yes. <laughs> We also went to another place for this past week. So we went to another comedy show hosted by a friend of ours. Can you tell our listeners a little bit how that came about first before we talk about what that is? Uh, you said comedy show? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and so we like comedy shows because apparently he thinks he's funny, so he needs, like, he need, he needs, like, some t- tips on how to be funny. So we go to I'm comedy funny, shows. guys. I'm funny. He tried to learn jokes, but go ahead. So uh, let me see. So my boy Mike from uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Shout out to <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. We went to school together. Super cool dude. Um, invited us VIP tickets show to the show out in uh, Manhattan. Right? It's Manhattan. Yes. I always get confused. So yes. it is in my head. <laughs> so uh, he invited us to a comedy show, and it was just, like, awesome. Like, the whole atmosphere behind mm-hmm. it and everything with his crowd, with his people, and it's just, like, just shows so much love, shows so much love. Like, because when you go to, like, the Rumble in the Bronx um, events. um, What is the Rumble in the Bronx? Uh, look him up on IG, Rumble <laughs> in the Bronx. But what Rumble in the Bronx is, is he put together where, for lack of a better term, like street dudes who always have conflict with each other, the first thing they want to do is grab guns and basically shoot each other. So he's just trying to take this animosity of the streets. And his slogan, I believe, is, you know, guns down and gloves up. To really just get in the ring, get your anger out, you know, one-on-one, no jumping each other or anything like that, and just settle it in a ring. And whoever wins, that's it. You know, you got your clout, you got embarrassed, or you won, and just keep it off the streets. And he's been doing a great job Mm -hmm. over these past years with him and the crew that I've met and actually found out I know half of them (laughs) because we all went to school together. Yeah, so so he's really, like, putting... And then throughout the year, too, in New York, he does a lot of fundraisers as well, especially for the kids. Because mm-hmm. he's, so really, he's a really a softie for the kids. So definitely love the work he's doing and support him and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, so the comedy show was dope. Had some great comics, 
great drinks, great vibes, great food. It's really good energy. And I know we talked over him a little bit, but the energy he had, it was such a humble, down-to-earth, like, let's just have a good time energy that he gave off. So everyone that walked in the room had that same energy. Whether you sat near them or not, you felt it with everybody. It was not, like, no kind of negative energy. Like, everybody was in good spirits. Even if the comment wasn't funny or whatever wasn't funny to them, people were still, like, good about it. Like, it was still a good vibe all around. Yeah, I loved it. It was dope. It was dope. So, the conversation you two guys had. Um, so Elaborate really. a little bit about that. Oh, yes, yes. So... And it was very interesting because in the beginning of the show, before the show started, uh, he really came over, again, just showed us love and we just having conversation and stuff. And he was just asking me, like, how do you like the vibes and everything? Because he's really getting into expanding the RBX brand, but also catering to his audience, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very important because... We do events, too, and we have done a comedy show once before, but it was just interesting because one thing he said that just really triggered the conversation was, like, it's so many things he can do as far as events, but the most important part is that you have to know your audience and you have to know who you're marketing to. Because I was telling him about our comedy show, but when we did it, we did like a half comedy, half poetry show the first time. And then the second year around, we did it straight poetry. And he was like, he loves to hear things like that, but he knows his audience and he knows he will better serve his people doing a comedy show slash after party to cater to his crowd. And I just thought, yeah, and I just thought that's important because we go into business or we go into, you know, try to sell something and we don't know who we're speaking to. And we always think like if you do one thing, it's for everybody. But usually when you have this like broad audience, you're really catering to nobody. That's what you always say. You always say, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just really niching down. Like, who are you you really looking for? And who are you targeting? And you have to really look at, um, when you start off a business, we always say, listen, who's your persona? Right? And that persona is like, build the character out. Mm Mm-hmm of who you're trying to target. So I need to know their ages, right? I need to know their sex. I need to know um, the color of their skin. I need to know what language they speak. I need to know their culture. I need to know, you know, what their salary range is. Because really, like, and I'll just give you an example, too. Just um, Toyota, Mm -hmm. let's say Toyota, have commercials because the people they cater to watch Watch commercials Mm -hmm. and they watch tv right but you don't see these million dollar cars on tv because people buying million dollar cars nine times out of ten are they not watching these tv programs and i'm not saying they don't watch tv but if you want to catch the nine out of ten people it's not at 
is not on the TV. So you have to actually place the cards at where they're going to be at. And, you right. know, and just throwing it out there. It could be anything, but they could be VIP at front row of the garden. So you know you have to advertise at the front row of the right. garden because it ain't the people in the nosebleeds, no offense. I buy nosebleed seats. But <laughs> 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 but that's you have to know how to advertise, how to pitch, and have that different language with different people. So I really respected him and that just knowing, like, like a lot of people don't know that. But you know why people don't do that. Like, you get why. Because people feel like if they do the niche and they narrow it down to one group, they feel like they, they're they missing out on people. They feel like they're not there for everyone else. They're not available for other people. And if they feel like they're just, I'm not helping, I'm not doing what I'm, I'm called to do because I'm only focused on this one group. Not realizing you start somewhere. You start in a small group, and then you can, once you are well with that group, then you can narrow it down to another group. And then you can go to another group, and then you can spread faster. But when you go into everyone, you can't get to all the hands. You have to focus on something small first, and then you can venture out to mm-hmm. other spots. But people just get so scared. Cause I've, I've thought about it. You get so nervous about, oh, I can only talk about this one group. I can only talk to this one group. But... That's who you need to focus on. You have to focus on somebody. And like it's okay. Yeah, definitely. What 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 the quote says, uh, a snowflake does not feel responsible for an avalanche. <laughs> right? You just take that one little snowflake mm-hmm. and just let it roll down and let it accumulate, accumulate, and it just gets bigger and then eventually you'll get to everybody. Right, right, right. It's about creating that environment you want with those people mm-hmm. then you can keep going and you could add more people to that environment versus just trying to get everybody in one room exactly just just focus on one person one group at a time and just let it slowly slowly just spread like wildfire just light one match and then you burn down the forest mm-hmm. so yeah so that was a pretty dope conversation and yeah, just at the end of the night like you said, it was a good vibe, really? good yep. peoples. Um, I talked to Mike after that, too, so we're looking to do something together in the near future. And really, like, the conversation, what that conversation will look like is, like, really dive down. It's like, okay, how can we meet in the middle where your, pe- your people that you attract, my people will attract, will both agree on this one type of event. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would be an interesting a structure to put together so looking forward to doing that that's Me gonna too. be that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun <laughs> it's always fun it's important to give people opportunities give people a chance to show what they can do because then they'll bring their people they'll bring their tribe with them and then now you have a greater audience exactly and then um with that too you uh i'm gonna say it like you cross breed too mm-hmm. so like and and this is another cool thing too. So even if my people, let, let's say my my audience like poetry, mm-hmm. and then his audience like comedy, you can both do it at once. Mm-hmm. But what you but what could happen is when he speaks to his people, he only speak about the comedy, right? Don't focus about the big everything that's going on. Just focus on the comedy. I'll just focus on telling my people the poetry. We meet in the middle. And then they start to crossbreed with each other because they're there. It ain't like they're going to leave. 
So that would be an interesting like look as well. Right, like when we did our hours, people wasn't sure how they, some people wasn't sure how they was gonna feel about it, but getting that mix of the different crowds and different energy from the different artists, people really enjoyed it. Like having a, the poetry and then a com- comedian come on and then poetry, like it was, it created a really good vibe with everybody and it connected people who would have never met or been in the same room mm-hmm. before. And some people came just for the comedy, but mm-hmm. they didn't. And they, they end up enjoying the poetry yeah, and didn't and then, realize they would. And then vice versa, people came right. just for the poetry and ended up liking the comedy. So definitely, that was that was a super dope event. We got to do that again this year. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We got the spaces to do it. So look out for that, guys. A poetry slash comedy show again. We're going to bring up, bring in some dope people again. Right. And again, create an opportunity because now you're giving people a chance to get in front and show their work. Because a lot of people that we've worked with haven't had a chance to get on stage and just do their art. And it was such a big deal for a lot of them that they were able to talk in front of people and people really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. And they were like surprised, like, oh, they really like me. They want me to come back. And now the people are excited and they want to do something again. And it gave them that courage to jump up on stage and now venture off in other events because they had that courage with us. Are you feeling overwhelmed with your finances? Do you feel like you're barely making it paycheck to paycheck? Or are you unsure where your money is going each month? Maybe you're drowning in debt and don't know how to get out? Or you're struggling to find the right insurance for you and your family? Perhaps you're just thinking about retirement and worried that you don't have enough saved up. Fear no more because help is here. United Agency is a financial firm who can help you put a plan in place for all of those things. And the best part is completely complimentary. That's right. We want to help you get ahead financially and in life because you deserve it. Whether you need help with budgeting, saving, tracking your money, finding the right insurance policies, planning your kids' education, building wealth, retirement planning or estate planning to protect your assets and your family's future our team is here to help you click the link in the show notes to schedule a one-on-one and take control of your finances and your future keep listening we'll see you soon yeah yeah oh that's just like uh i can't think of a first name but uh soph's so dope i think her name's sophia i apologize if you listen to this i can't think of your name but so so dope on um on IG, so when she came out to do our event last year, mm-hmm. right? I approached her because she d- she does a lot of comedy stuff, but she was like on different shows doing comedy, her own radio show got doing comedy and stuff like that. But it was really like a cultured environment with other people. So then when I when I spoke to her, I was like, "Yo, you do comedy?" She mm-hmm. goes, "Well, I do it this way." I was like, "What if I gave you the opportunity?" to hit the stage right i was like i just want you to hit the stage give you 10 minutes to shine 30 if you need it she was like no 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 10 is good i was like i perfect i was like come out she was like but it'll be my first time i don't know it'll be funny i was like i think you're gonna Mm -hmm. be funny so i kind of gave her like the courage to do so and ever since that time i gave her the opportunity like she never and this was like a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. now she never stopped thanking me for that. And now every show she does, she thanks me. 
and then she always invites me out to the to different things so i really appreciate her and i really appreciate like giving people different opportunities like this yeah. and giving them the courage as well right because right. a lot of people ain't encouraging people in our culture i really want to dial that down in our mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. to encourage people and it ain't like she was bad and she's not bad at all she's super dope no pun intended <laughs> no, no pun intended she's super dope yeah and like when i heard her, i told her that and I, I was very genuine in that conversation i was like listen you are dope and i need you up there forget about what everybody says i think you're funny and i've been following you for a while now yeah. and she absolutely loved it People get so stuck in, oh, I, it looks good on paper, or it looks good when I'm talking to people, but they stand in front of a stage. And people that don't know them to actually like them is a big deal. So we had a few people who, who were in that situation, and it's making them realize that what they love, they are capable of doing it and continuing it instead of giving up because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. So it's like just... <sighs> I'm just happy and glad that we get to encourage people. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, that self, that self <coughs> sabotage or that self doubt is real. <sighs> I know. It like is. we, we, what, what we do? We talk to ourselves all day long, but we never get it out our heads. And then, uh, yeah. Then other people's opinions get to you. We, we, we. Well, not we, but people create a dream aside. Mm. They create dream aside, killing their own dreams killing their own dreams we're here to encourage you guys that's why go out and do it that's why it's the know better grow better (laughs) we want you to know more and with knowing have more courage more confidence um and also have the have the courage to have constructive criticism Mm, so you can grow from there grow better Mm-hmm. So just have that that don't let that discourage you as well. Like, and just because one person don't like it, that don't mean ten other people don't. But still, listen to other people and think about and ask yourself questions, right? Because uh, Robert Kiyosaki said, "Statements close the mind, and questions open the mind." Correct. So ask yourself questions instead of just beating yourself down. Yeah, I think. Cause we all go through it. Like everyone, I know that that's have always been my biggest issue: the self doubt. The self doubt. You convince yourself what I thought of when I was younger, or what someone told me when I was younger that I couldn't do this, or I've seen them tell someone else they can't do that. Oh, I probably can't do that either. So I think we all go through it, and just knowing that you have a circle of people that you can turn to and get that criticism and not take it personal learning how to not take things personal is really really big because that's like the the biggest thing that stops everybody because they take hear the criticism and they think it's a shot at them versus I'm trying to help you get better and people don't know the difference sometimes word word mm-hmm. oh and then and I, I want to add this too and it's crazy because again guys we want to be honest with you so like I think it was about a year ago one of my family members, no names, before I get in trouble. But one, <laughs> <laughs> but one of my family members was seeing, like, my process and what I'm going through. And, you know, as I'm scraping money together, 
to bring up this coquito business they seriously asked me and and i don't i don't think they did it in the ill intent but they didn't realize what they was doing but they was like don't you just want to grow this business but keep it under the table so this way you don't have to worry about you know the taxes and uncle sam and different legalities and everything mm-hmm. like that and you know it it had me thinking for a second i was like damn they're right i could just stay under the table you know sell the way i'm doing not bring it to life don't worry about this two-year process of a trademark Mm -hmm. don't worry about getting all the paperwork and licenses and space that i needed but then i had to i had to tell them and this is the only thing i told them and it really just and they responded like you're right but i told them like I didn't come this far just to come this far. Mm. Wait, say that again? I didn't come this far uh-huh. just to come this far. Mm. And it was like, we already started the process. Like, I'm trying to get grants. I'm trying to get um, different paperwork. I'm trying to get um, all this money together. So mm-hmm. it forced me into getting an LLC. Then after the LLC, they was, when I was trying to get grants and money, uh-huh. then it forced me to get a bank account. Then it forced me to get an accountant, a separate accountant for the business. Then it forced me to learn all these things. And I'm like, all right, I learned all these things just for somebody to tell me, don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, nah. I was like, if you're not here for me or to encourage me, I just need you to respectfully just step aside, right? I still love you. I still will see you how I see you, but don't get in my way because this is this is where I'm going. And right. if you're not coming with me to push me far, I'm not worried about going fast. To push me far, then I need you to step inside so I could build the tribe around going far together. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Like, even deeper like look at it deeper deeper because as you were saying it i was looking at it from a different lens so this person told you to keep it under the table keep it where you were going um don't go for those licenses so it's just like in the work field or or in schools when they tell you just do this direction just do just go here you don't need to go you don't need to do all this extra stuff just just do this enough because you're making it through you're getting by. Mm-hmm. You're going check by check. Like, stay limited and you keeping your dreams. Like, there is a whole ceiling. There's a whole globe around you. Like, you can't move. You can't progress because you being, you're being told to stay here. Versus, I have bigger dreams. I want to do more. I want to give more. I want to have an impact. I want to leave a legacy. Let me go as far as I can and see where it goes. Like, it's a whole different mindset. Like, you're changing your narrative and you're building something so much bigger that you probably wouldn't have even imagined five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just off of that one way of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep it on the table. I'm going to go give it a try. You give it a try, and it's going to become something completely different than what you originally imagined. But, but I think I think you have to remember, too, like, people will project their fears on you. Always. So because they won't do it, or because they see the work behind it or when people ask 
or when people ask, oh, um, how much do you need to get this off the ground? I need a half a million dollars. And because they can't fathom that, mm-hmm. because they've never even touched, looked at, seen that many zeros mm-hmm. that they think it's impossible. When when they're not realizing, when they're not realizing, like, the people we work for have those zeros. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, th- and this goes into... Uh, that quote I seen. So I was driving over the, um, what's the 125th bridge called? 125th bridge. No. I'm just like, wow. The Willis? Willis Avenue? Well, yeah. I so know. I was driving, um, going to the Willis Avenue bridge, and this is, it, it just stuck with me. I seen this quote on a billboard, and it said, Whose dream are you commuting to? Hmm. <laughs> hey, one more time. One more time for the people. I was driving. <laughs> no, not that part, the quote. Oh. <laughs> now, so I seen this big billboard, and it said, whose dream are you commuting to? Because every mm-hmm. time you clock in, every time you're driving, stuck in traffic, going to work. And I'm not saying this as a bad thing, guys, because we all work. Mm-hmm. Jamila and I work, right? But you have to realize that there's people getting rich off the work we're putting in, right? And again, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with working, but you can still hold a piece of your future on the side and build that up as you're working for somebody. Because when you're working that nine to five, it's funding your future, your business, your investment, your real estate, your business you want to build. And you can work the nine to five. And there's people out there who's built million dollar companies and they still clocking mm-hmm. to work. So they enjoy it. They're happy with it. Yeah. And there's nothing. I'm telling you right yeah. now, whoever's listening to this, that there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. But at the same time, you got to protect yourself sometimes and make sure that you have something aside from your job for your future your legacy your kids and everything like that so if you're listening to this and that's not you maybe this ain't the podcast for you (laughs) or just skip to the next episode where we talk about money or health but for the people out there really trying to say hey i don't hate my job but i know that i have a different purpose we want you to go out Mm -hmm. to fulfill that purpose and that dream. Yeah, because at the end of the day, there is no job security. Like, you can be at the job and you can give you 120, 150%. That doesn't mean they're going to pay you 150% more. Mm-hmm. Your work is not going to change because that's a whole other conversation. But they're paying you for the position, not for what you're doing. Amen. Repeat that again. They're paying you for what? They're paying you for the position, not for the work you're putting in, or not for you. Mm-hmm. So being mindful, you could put two thousand percent in, and you're still gonna get that same check. They might give you like two percent increase, but that's about it because that's what they feel like you're valued. And there's no job security because at the, if they decide, oh, I'm spending too much money on you, or we don't need you anymore, no cut you real quick. Mm-hmm. You get sick or you pass away. Okay, we ne- we need to fill the spot now. They're not 
mourning your loss. It's you're gone. We don't need you no more. Or you're not here no more. That's fine. We get somebody else. And we're going to pay exactly. less. It just, it's no security. Just make sure you're doing something for yourself. If it's not full-time, then on the side. You have to worry about yourself and your family because you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us to church. Oh, Hallelujah. Nah, <laughs> 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 no, that was deep. Like, don't, don't, I don't know if I just said it or something I was thinking about it, but don't put your eggs all in one basket. <sighs> right? That includes your job. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's not what we've been taught to do. We've been taught to put all of it into the job. Mm-hmm. And then when when they cut you because you extra, whatever the reason, they cut you because they felt they cutting you, now you're trying to scramble and figure out what to do. Yeah, and we, it sucks. We are in the 21st century now, so we can't, in a respectable manner, everybody, we can't listen to abuela, grandma, to say, hey, get the, you know, a get a job, job for 40 years. Make sure you have a city job. Make sure you have a city or state job. Make sure you get a pension because that doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. Make sure make, you put into your 401k. <laughs> make sure you put in the 401k. <laughs> These things are not for that. everybody. So just make sure that you're really looking and weighing out your options and having them different options for, for whatever mm-hmm. it is. For whatever it is. Like, I know you had a conversation recently about this, the subject about job security, and then if that's taken away, then what do you do next? Oh, yeah, yes. So um, um, I got to speak to the lady twice. Yeah, twice now. We got another meeting coming up. But somebody referred me over to somebody, um, some new coaching client, and... She asked for a raise. What her story is, her story is, is that, let me see, long story short. When pandemic hit, of course, they took a little break. She works for a law firm. When she came back to the office, you know, a lot of the court stuff was still virtual. Mm -hmm. So she was literally the only person in the office. So they needed, basically, they needed her to wear two more hats. One of them being a notary. And I forgot what the other one was, but now she's a, the only one in the office when when they let her back in the office to do the, not just her job, but two other jobs that usually the lawyer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't gotten a raise mindset. or nothing in the past like three years now. So then recently she said, hey, I haven't got a raise in three years. Doing three I want jobs. To know, <laughs> I just want to know, <laughs> can I get a raise? And, of course, they told her no, and she wasn't happy about it, and then she was, they was like, well, then you can go. Like, just straight up, just, you can go. And you have X amount, you have X amount in all these different buckets, and you can go. And she was like, that's it? And they was like, yeah, you can go on the last, it wasn't like a... The way she explained it was like they they were suggesting it, so this way she didn't get fired, quote unquote. But this way it looked like she she chose, she chose to leave, to mm-hmm. and they wasn't offering her a severance? severance or anything like that. It was just like the last the last um uh, the last <laughs> pay cycle mm-hmm. is Friday, so 
uh, the upcoming Friday from this conversation, and you can go. And it was just crazy. Yeah, and that just shows you there is no job security. You could be doing everything in that whatever it takes mindset. You giving up going above and beyond, taking all these jobs, not even harassing my pay. You just doing what you gotta do because you know it needs to get done. Like, oh, and and she was making oh no no, not even how much she was making was important, but she was at that um job for twenty years. Doesn't matter no more. Twenty years. Doesn't matter anymore. I've been at my job going on 13 years, and I've been told a couple years ago I'm not getting a raise. Unless the company gives out a company-wide raise, then that's it. There's no more percentages. Like, the the highest percentage I've gotten was a 4%, and that was a big deal. That was too much for me. And they gave you you grief about that. Yeah, like, that's too much. We're not supposed to be doing this, but, you know, you did a really good job this year. But then that was it. And how long you been there for? Going on 13 years. 13 and years. now because, oh, I'm not getting an additional d- degree that has nothing to do with my job. Because regardless, I can get any kind of degree. Don't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with my job. But I, and I've always gone above and beyond. Always on the CEO's radar because I'm always going above and beyond. But you know what? You don't, you're not getting a raise this time because you didn't have that degree. Like It doesn't matter for the jobs. They use you. They, you're there for what they need you to be for. And when... You're no longer needed the way they need you. You're gone. Yeah. And you have to remember, guys, that even if, <laughs> even if, if, even if you plan on being in your job forever, mm. your job don't plan on you being there forever. Yep. So don't let that be your future when their future doesn't involve you. No matter how many years. You said 13 years. How long have they capped you for? How long um, has it been? A year? Two years now? I think it's now? going on two years now. Two years. Either, no, I think it may be two or three years. It's oh, crazy. So we it. need to get you out of there. We're going to get, we gonna get you out of there. Everybody listening, we're going <laughs> to get Jamila out soon. I don't know when because we still need that investment money. But <laughs> we still need that investment money. But as we're... Again, building our dreams on the side, and just as you're along with us on this journey, and as oh, like the conversation we had with our producer of the show as well, just learning, making these mistakes now, right? As we're working, at least we have some cushion to mm-hmm. fall on. Right, we have this cushion to fall on. So as we making these mistakes in business, it may cost us money at the moment, but money we can make again. Right. So then, when we fix our mistakes, we're gonna make ten times more. So I don't want you to. And this goes all. This goes out to all my um, business-minded people, entrepreneurs. Like, if you got a job, hold on to it until you can. Until the wheels fall off, but still build everything on the side because you're gonna make mistakes. Right. Even even if you have a coach or mentor, it may propel you, but you're gonna make mistakes. And you're supposed to make mistakes. Exactly. So it's okay. You have to go through that in order to get to where you gotta go. Mm-hmm. You gotta fall down a whole lot, mm-hmm, <laughs> mess mm-hmm. up a whole lot, but just get back up and keep going. Learn from mistakes so you're not making the same mistakes over, but have that cushion. Yeah, good book. 
just because we're on the subject, good book is uh, Fail Forward by um, John Maxwell. Have you ever read that book in business or anything, or just for life in general? He, he, he writes, for those who don't know who John Maxwell is, big in the personal development world, mm-hmm. um, he really trains on leaders and how to bring up a leader and different and he got so many books out there but failing forward is a is a good book because most people who fail they think they fail back and they just give up or quit but really you're failing forward you're learning from those mistakes so you know how i remember how to fail forward you want to know (laughs) (laughs) so the way i remember to fail forward too many f's for me it's like <clears throat> when I walk up the steps, I tend to trip up the steps. And I <laughs> fail going up the steps. But I know I need to get to the top, and sometimes it's hard because I'm tired, but I have to get up the steps if I need to go where I got to go. You're only saying that because your building has no elevator. If I want to get home and have to <laughs> the bathroom, I need to f- go up the steps. And sometimes I trip going up, and I might tumble a little bit, but I get there. Because I need to get there. Is that why you was out of breath today? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had to use the bathroom? Yes. I always run up the steps and fall, but I get there. I'm done with you. It's a struggle. I have obstacles because no one told them to have so many steps, but I get there. And that's how you have to think about it. Mm. 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 That's my nugget. Fall Mm. up the steps. Chicken nugget? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. The barbecue sauce. Oh, my bad. You know what I wondered? I wonder... uh, What if it's all white meat now? Like, what was it before? Pink and brown meat. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know if you. I don't know. Random thought because we're on the Nuggets, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, like, and this was back in. We had to be in high school, but when McDonald's used to have like two dollar chicken nuggets for like a fifty piece. <laughs> you remember that? They used to sell 50-piece nuggets for like $2. It, it might have been 3 And I used to split it with my boy when you we sure was hungry. 50? I swear, I <laughs> swear to you, it was that many. That's not when it was all white meat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, not. You're nasty. Unfortunately, not. <sighs> but back to what we were talking about. <laughs> So, recently in the news, um, Don Lemon, mm-hmm. CNN, was let go of his job mm-hmm. after 17 years and was shocked about it because he didn't know it was coming. No one spoke to him. Someone just told him, by the way, <laughs> you don't have a job no more. But that just goes back to what we were saying about your job security and not being able to know that you you have that position and make sure you have other things going on so that you're not left out. Mm-hmm. Think, think. I want you to really think about this, guys. Like, and I, and I hope this lights a fire under you. Like, literally, you can go to your job tomorrow, and without a saying, they can be like, "We don't need you no more." Mm-hmm. Like they have that control over over that, your life, right? They can literally just. And then most people, especially if you're not. In New York, we're really big on unions and everything mm-hmm. like that. So, like, with union jobs, 
you know, you can't really just get fired. It's got to be a whole process. But every job is not like that. Mm. A lot of people are at will. And at will, you can just walk in and get fired and they don't have to give you not a zit, zilt explanation. So good. So if you're in a union job, keep it because they can't just fire you like that. Because like um, one of my boys, when um, COVID hit, mm-hmm. he worked for the hotel industry. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, that that went down and he didn't have a job for three years, two, three years. And they tried to fire him because he haven't worked in two, three years. But because he was in the union, they protected him. Boom, boom. Yep. And they was like, well, it's not his fault he don't have work. Right. It ain't like you he ain't trying down. to come to work. <laughs> so definitely, you know, the union jobs really protected him. But the at will, definitely, you could just walk in tomorrow. And I and I've always been at will. I don't know what it is to work a union job. But yeah, I've been... I? always an at-will employee where I could just walk in and get fired and that really like seeing all of this especially like with the Don Lemon thing mm-hmm. and everything and we'll save that for another pod like before that happens like how do you set yourself up for success like prior to getting fired so if you, you do get fired or even ready to quit how do you prepare for that? So maybe we'll talk about that next week on how to prepare for that. Uh, yeah, for that I'm instances, in. we're, in, we're in that state right now, preparing for that. Mm-hmm. So I could just walk in and be like, "I'm done today." <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know what? I can't wait. And I and I I play this in my head where I could just come to your job and then be like, "F you." <laughs> F you, <laughs> you're cool. I'm out. So it's funny because we joke about that at work all the time. Like, you know what? One day we just gonna come in and say we gonna throw this table, we gonna throw this chair, we gonna say we gonna mess up your desk, we gonna do. All, we just we joke around too that we gonna do that to each other and just say and we quit and leave. But then I t- call them afterwards, and be like I still like you though. You cool? I just don't. I just don't like the job no more. So I can't. I can't wait to do that for you. I'm excited. But what I always tell you, though, even if we was like millionaires right now, what do I always tell you? Don't quit. Keep your job. Until, like, they really just, like, pissed you off. And I then mean, it depends like, on the day because <laughs> yesterday I was over them. But, but we're not there yet. We're not uh, there yet. My bad. So you gotta, I was over them You got to wait. <laughs> yeah, so I think, uh, I think next week we'll jump on the uh, financial topic of uh, – the lady I'm coaching and the whole Don Lemon situation and even though you know he makes good money of such such, that doesn't mean he's uh, not living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. or that doesn't mean he's not in a financial crisis so I think next week we'll talk about how to prepare for different situations like whether you get fired ready to quit like what is the really basics and we had to learn this too in our journey like what does the basics really look like? Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to leave my job, like, what the numbers could look like and, and should be, like, yeah, like yeah, statistically. Yeah. You know, every situation is uh, different, but we'll definitely keep a blanket kind of a perception on things. Talk about the process. Talk about some mm-hmm. struggles, some strategies. 
yeah, yeah. bring it bring it all together yeah so we'll we'll do that for you next week guys because that's that's a whole nother pod but uh with that being said is there anything you want to tell the people before we go make sure you have your cake with coffee <laughs> yeah, that's it cake with coffee cake with coffee uh make sure you have your cake with coffee guys and then wait so how you do it what's the process on that like do you just so, like take the whole cake and dunk it do you it pour depends the on whole coffee where i'm at the- and how messy i can get all right so if you could get messy how do you do it so Sometimes when I feel like getting messy, right, I got to have my, my cake on the plate or bowl. It should be in a bowl. And I take the coffee and I just pour it all over my cake. <laughs> and it get nice and juicy and I eat it. All right. And then if you can't get messy. And, and if you have I want to be all pretty with it, then I take a spoon or a fork, but a spoon. And I take a scoop of the cake and then I dip it in the coffee just enough so it gets in it. And then eat it. That's when I'm outside. I'm trying to be cute. Got it. <laughs> All right. So whether you try to be cute or try to be messy, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, guys, thank you for listening and tuning in to the Know Better, Grow Better show. Make sure you share this. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you send this to somebody who you appreciate. And let us know what you want us to talk about next. All right. And with that being said, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.